Hello everyone, welcome to a personalized episode of Enlighten Me. Today we delve into the explosive growth of AI models and their sustainability challenges, unravel the art of effective networking as a two-way street, and explore the integration of UX and UI design and product development for better outcomes. Join us as we navigate these topics, tailored just for you. What's the secret behind the explosive growth of AI models like ChatGPT, and how are recent advancements shaping the future of AI in terms of efficiency, sustainability, and profitability? From the inception of OpenAI's ChatGPT, which boasts 180 million monthly active users as of January 2024, the AI community has witnessed a significant shift in focus. This shift isn't just about creating smarter AI, but doing so in a way that's economically and environmentally sustainable. One of the most compelling illustrations of this growth is NVIDIA's sale of 550,000 H100 SA to both major and minor AI vendors, signifying the critical role of hardware in AI's expansion. However, this comes with its challenges. The forecast that AI could consume between 85 to 134 terawatt-hours by 2027, mirroring the annual energy usage of countries like Argentina, Sweden and the Netherlands, raises significant environmental concerns. Furthermore, the shift in investment strategies post-ZERP, zero interest rate policy, emphasizes the urgent need for AI ventures to focus on cash flow and profitability rather than growth at all costs. Interestingly, the focus has now turned towards developing smaller, more efficient models, such as Phi 2. These models require high-quality, smaller datasets, less human supervision, and innovative techniques for model compression and low-cost deployment. This approach not only promises to reduce the environmental footprint of AI models, but also to improve their economic viability. Let's delve into the economics of AI models. Training LLMs like OpenAI's GPT series is an energy and resource-intensive process. Meta's investment of approximately $10 billion in NVIDIA GPUs for training its Llama models exemplifies the significant capital expenditure involved. Moreover, the gross margins of AI businesses are under pressure due to the high costs of cloud compute resources necessary for running AI models at scale. To address these challenges, researchers are exploring more efficient methods for model training and fine-tuning. Techniques like self-alignment, using instruction back translation and web rephrase augmented pre-training are revolutionizing the way models learn, significantly reducing the computational power and time required. Similarly, advanced fine-tuning methods, such as direct preference optimization and self-play fine-tuning are making it possible to enhance model performance with less computational effort. The design of AI models is also undergoing a transformation. Innovations like the Mixtral 8x7b model, which employs a sparse mixture of experts, MOE approach, demonstrate how models can achieve high performance without the need for exponential increases in size and computational resources. This not only makes AI more accessible, but also more sustainable. Moreover, the push towards on-device multimodal models represents a significant leap forward. By enabling models like Tiny Llama to run efficiently on mobile devices, we're moving closer to an era where powerful AI capabilities can be accessed anywhere, anytime, without the need for constant cloud connectivity. 
The journey towards more efficient and sustainable AI models is reminiscent of the evolution of data centers in the early 2000s. The initial rush to build and scale infrastructure without regard for efficiency or profitability led to significant challenges. However, the industry learned from these experiences, leading to more sustainable and economically viable data center operations. Similarly, the AI industry is now on the cusp of a similar transformation, focusing on efficiency and sustainability as key drivers of future growth. And now, Pivot our discussion towards Learn Entrepreneurship. Reflecting on the profound insights from recent experience at an executive leadership program, it's clear that many of us have a skewed perception of networking. We often see it as a necessary evil, something we have to engage in for future benefits, which inevitably makes it feel inauthentic and burdensome. But what if we've been approaching it all wrong? This sentiment was shared by many participants in the program, reflecting a sense of discomfort or insincerity in engaging with others for professional gain. Initially attributed this discomfort to introversion, but further discussion revealed a more complex issue. The fundamental problem lies in the traditional view of networking as a one-sided pursuit, focused on accumulating contacts for future personal benefit. This transactional approach feels inauthentic and fails to capture the true essence of networking. A significant shift in perspective occurred when we see networking as a reciprocal relationship. Instead of a unidirectional avenue for personal gain, networking emerged as an opportunity for mutual benefit, a chance to both give and receive value. This new understanding transformed networking from a burdensome task into an enjoyable and rewarding activity. The concept of networking is often tied to the number of connections one has as seen on platforms like LinkedIn. However, in a breakout session during the program, it became evident that the quality of connections is far more important than their quantity. A network's true value lies in the depth and quality of its relationships, gauged by the frequency and nature of interactions. To assess the real size and strength of your network, consider the interactions you have over a year. How often do you engage with different individuals and what is the nature of these interactions? This approach not only gives a more accurate picture of your network, but also highlights its evolving nature. Relationships change, some strengthen while others wane. The importance of a network extends beyond professional advantages. A strong network enriches perspectives, enhances our worldview and increases exposure to new opportunities. It's about contributing to the network as much as benefiting from it by sharing unique insights and experiences. The nuances of effective networking involve several key aspects. The value of a network is in its accessibility, not just its size. A smaller, more accessible network can be more valuable than a large but superficial one. Fostering relationships with a few well-connected individuals can open a wide range of opportunities. Networking requires intentionality. It involves deliberate effort and strategy to build and maintain connections that align with your personal and professional goals. This might mean seeking out specific events or communities where these connections can be made. Expanding your network often involves reaching out to new people, 
requiring skill and tact, especially when connecting with influential individuals. Crafting messages that balance curiosity and utility, demonstrating genuine interest and knowledge, can significantly increase your chances of a positive response. Effective networking is based on reciprocity. Establishing rapport and offering value is crucial before making a request. This could involve waiting a significant period before asking for a favor, thereby building trust and goodwill. The more value you bring to your network, the less effort is needed to maintain it. People are naturally drawn to those who offer unique skills, knowledge, or perspectives. Like any relationship, a network requires ongoing attention. Regular interaction is key to keeping connections alive and meaningful. The size of your network is ultimately determined by the amount of effort you can invest in these relationships. In summary, by viewing networking as a mutually beneficial, value-driven endeavor, it transforms from a dreaded task to an enjoyable and fruitful part of professional life. Networking is about both offering and receiving value, a balanced approach that not only makes networking more fulfilling, but also more effective in achieving personal and professional goals. Now, moving from how we connect with others in our professional journeys, let's explore the crucial role of blending UX and UI design in product development to better meet user needs and streamline the creation process. Let's see how design can significantly speed up product development. This topic is particularly relevant for tech leaders and those in leadership positions who strive to build human-centric products. Understanding the power of design is not just about aesthetics. It's about enhancing the efficiency and effectiveness of the development process. I've seen firsthand how attempts to save costs by skimping on research and design can backfire. Product teams often go over budget and pass deadlines because they try to cut costs in the wrong areas. This is a clear indication that proper research and design are crucial from the beginning of the product development cycle. One solution to speeding up the development process is integrating UX and UI design from the outset. Many leaders have experienced a significant shift in organizational mindset once they understand the impact of good design on their teams. It's important to distinguish between UX and UI design as they serve different but complementary purposes. UI is the visual aspect of a product, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. It translates the brand visually and guides developers on the intended solution. UX, on the other hand, is the research and psychology behind the entire user experience with a product. It encompasses usability, functionality, interactions, content, architecture, and UI. Good UX ensures that you're building the right product for the right people, solving the correct problems. Both UX and UI are essential in reducing investment risk. Without good UX, even the best UI cannot be truly effective. Similarly, a poorly designed UI can undermine an excellent UX. In the early days of product development, teams worked in a waterfall style, where business stakeholders, designers, and engineers worked in separate phases. However, this approach often resulted in solutions that missed the mark, were expensive to change, and slowed down development time. Modern agile methodologies have replaced the waterfall model, emphasizing cross-team alignment, collaboration, 
and incremental validations. Frameworks like Design Sprints and Kanban focus on prototyping and regular testing, ensuring the end user is always considered. This approach increases efficiency and confidence in the final solution and decreases development time. Efficiency minus risk equals acceleration. These validations, part of regular development sprints, involve defining, refining, and verifying pain points and stories with business, engineering, and users. By integrating designers early in the development process to validate solutions with engineers, stakeholders, and users, the risk of missteps and costly rework is minimized. For product leaders, it's crucial to communicate the cost of rework due to development savings to other stakeholders. Investing in proper UX and UI design can drastically reduce or eliminate these costs. Understanding the difference between UX and UI is vital in building product teams and streamlining the development process. Identifying gaps in expertise within an organization and quickly filling them is essential for long-term product success. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Innovation Pulse. If you enjoyed our insights and are eager to learn more, the Enlight Me app is just a tap away. Expand your knowledge with personalized content on over 20 diverse topics, from crypto to health and beyond, all curated to fit your interests. Download the Enlight Me app now at the Apple Store or Google Play, or visit the enlightme.ai website. Stay curious, stay enlightened.